Welcome to Outside the 9 to 5. I don't know what that just was, but this is Kevin Hartnett. And I'm Colton Richards. And you're listening to the Outside the 9 to 5 podcast. A show where we discuss the challenges we face on a day-to-day basis with our careers, relationships, and fitness and nutrition. We'd like to keep it light as we discuss some of the life battles we, and I'm sure some of you, deal with on a daily basis. So sit down, strap in, and enjoy the ride. Pow, pow, dude. We're live. We're live. Yeah, big, uh, big mishap this morning. Had to fire the whole production team. <laughs> we didn't even have someone the microphones plugged Someone in. didn't plug the microphones in. <laughs> Take a big swig of that coffee. Oh, need that. it. Need it right now. <laughs> need it. I always laugh when we do these early morning recordings because it's like I never thought when we started this thing that this is what we'd be doing to get them done. Yeah, me either. Yeah, well, we got a big announcement today. Huge announcement, <laughs> which we're going to talk about in a second after we talk about a few other things. Uh, if you like the podcast, maybe share it with a buddy, a pal, a friend who's listening to personal development. Yeah, maybe just content. even an acquaintance you meet. <laughs> maybe, maybe. You run into at Starbucks, you're waiting for your coffee. There's three other people there. Talk about the podcast. I love it. Think dude. about it. I, lo- I love it. Yeah, I feel like we've got, we've had some banging episodes you know we haven't i think amazing guests on not yeah. that we haven't previously but again we haven't had guests because there's this whole thing called a pandemic going around where people didn't want to go anywhere so that was a yeah, bit I of mean, a challenge noah's gonna choke you out and sell you a house and <laughs> anthony's gonna also choke you <laughs> yeah. out and then deadlift 689 pounds and drop it on your face i mean what's better than that nothing what's better than that nothing um, so what's the other topic we want to do okay we're gonna do atomic habits or i, I just read it ha- Atomic habits. So we're gonna do something around habits because what did I say? Habits seven times. <laughs> habits. <laughs> so now, so before we get into the big announcement, let's go into habits a little bit. I think the biggest thing I took from Atomic Habits was the difference over time a small incremental shift can make in your life. Again, I think we've probably talked about it with some of the other things we do, but. It, it did really resonate with me in terms of, you know, I, I write letters to my advisors. And one day I was like, dude, I'm going to write five letters a day. How unrealistic was that? Super unrealistic. I never wanted to do five letters a day. I knew I wasn't going to be able to do that over the long term. So what did I shift it to? One letter a day. And what am I able to do? I'm actually able to accomplish that right. over the long period of time. So that's, I mean, that's kind of one thing. And, and you kind of had a similar experience with what you were trying to stretch, right? Or something for the Ironman. Yeah, I've just been having hip issues. So yeah. I was telling you I was going to stretch and mobilize and strength, strengthen my hip mm. for like 45 minutes to an hour every morning. And you were like, bro, maybe just start with 20 minutes. <laughs> like, yeah. don't, don't all of a sudden think you're going to be able to take an hour of your day to do this. Because uh, you barely have time as it is. Yeah, I barely have time as it is. That's why I haven't done it and that's probably why I – I'm in the place I am with my hip. That's kind of bothering me at this point. So, and that's but yeah, so, I was like, well, 20 minutes sounds a little short, so I went for 30. And yeah, I've been more consistent with it. So, I would say than I probably would have been if I was trying to do an hour. Agreed. And I was going to say, so stay on that consistent thing because what I've realized after reading Atomic Habits was that I think people fall into this trap, and I think I've done it previously, but biting off so much in the beginning and then absolutely f- like floundering 
a month in, whether it's diets, I, I, I mean, making cold calls, like those things suck. So set small targets to achieve each day so you can incrementally improve over time because the motivation you feel on day one to stretch because you have significant, significant hip pain isn't going to be there on day 30 when you have zero hip pain, right? So right. you're not going to say, oh, wow, you know, I feel fucking great. Let's let's go into the garage after I just did an hour workout. I have 10 client meetings and stretch for an hour. That's just, I know for a fact that's not going to happen for you with your schedule. So yeah. 30 minutes is way more realistic, you know? Yeah. And, because motivation isn't always going to be there is kind of the other thing I realized. Did they talk about motivation in that book at all? Yes. And what did they say about this it? Is, I'm interested. In. This is a fascinating point and one I totally needed to get behind in terms of – this is going to sound crazy, but I thought about it in terms of like my binge eating issue. And it's like you probably didn't expect me to go there, but let me just position it like this. I consider myself a very disciplined individual. Yeah, I would agree. Relative to other people. So I was fascinated by the fact that like when I have really stressful emotional times that it's still like an inclination for me to do like to binge eat. And the book talks about, dude, even the most disciplined people will lack discipline in like a split moment. Like there's only so much you can do. So what you have to do for your habits is adjust the systems in place. So what I did was now I only eat when I'm in a public place at the table. Like I'm not allowing myself to eat in my bed because again, I feel very comfortable in like my room and in that setting. And I feel like that's a system that triggers a bad habit or a bad result. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does make sense. I mean, it's the same idea as if you have a bad habit of uh, eating all, all the junk food, it's removing the junk food from your freaking house. Exactly. So you, it's harder to get to. And I'm not going to eat like shit in front of you and Alex or the, the dogs, right? Because I care what Reese thinks. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Reese is going to be shitting on you. Yeah. Be like you fat pig. No, but honestly, so that's that was another huge point from this, man, is people are only so motivated and so disciplined, even though I believe I'm, you know, a little, so are you, so is, so is Ant, so is Noah. Like, even though these people that we bring on the podcast are disciplined, they have systems in place to achieve the things they want to achieve. Um, and a big thing a around this habits is making them like almost location-based as a triggering mechanism. I'll give you an example. We just set up this new room because one of our old roommates moved out. And what do I do in there? I only read and I only meditate in there. You love that room. I love it. You like those chairs? I love the chairs. Chairs yeah. are great. So I read and meditate in there. So I'm trying to like reserve certain areas in my life for certain activities to trigger me to do good habits. So even if I'm not feeling motivated, all right, let me just go into the room and I'll meditate. Like, let me just make one step. It's the same thing as someone who's trying to go to the gym. Like, just put on your fucking gym clothes and then see how you feel, you know, type deal. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. It's it's funny. Your This book talked all about that because when I was taking the Precision Nutrition Certification the whole first book, there's three books. The whole first book is on coaching. Okay. Behaviorally coaching. People. Yeah. And they always talk about like starting extremely small. Yep. Like read. And they gave the example of like read five pages of this book a day to study. Yep. Or just spend five minutes doing something. Sometimes you're probably you're probably going to go over that five minutes and maybe you'll do 10, but sometimes you only can do five and that's okay. But it's better to be progressing forward slowly than to not at all and then try to do it all at once and then get uh, really over your head and heels. And so when you coach people with diets and things along those lines, people change everything that they've done for 
who knows how long and yeah. bad habits die hard. Yeah. Right. So if you're trying to change like 10 bad eating habits, it's, it's virtually impossible to do. Some people can do it for three months, but as soon as those three months end behaviorally, they're still where they are. Yeah. They haven't progressed forward there and they go back or they revert immediately back to the bad habits, yeah. which is counterproductive. So it's all starts with, if you look at someone's day uh, from a nutrition standpoint, you might say, all right, let's start with breakfast. Okay, yeah. for breakfast, you have three cinnamon rolls, a Pepsi, and uh, something else. A like, pretzel. Yeah. Let's let's start with maybe let's just have one muffin and a pretzel yeah. and keep your Pepsi yeah. for now. And get rid of the cinnamon roll. Yeah, and do that for like – do that for a week. Yeah. And talk to me about it. Exactly. How hard is and that? And then the next week, maybe you're taking the Pepsi or all right, let's do a diet Pepsi yeah. or let's – do you like coffee? Okay, you don't like coffee. Let's try to figure out a different way to substitute that Pepsi out. Yeah. I mean, maybe it's a, a stevia-based drink or something yeah. along those lines. But, yeah, it's, it's it's funny how I think about it a lot of the time for other people and not so myself. I no, think I that's agree. Where yeah. I, that's where I overestimate my abilities. And it's interesting how much nutrition and fitness like plays a part of every conversation we have because i feel like it's such a good breeding ground for us figuring ourselves out in other areas of our life which i mean it's a huge cornerstone of the podcast interestingly enough but the reason i mentioned or the reason i mentioned incremental shifts dude and like kind of what you just said is like dude is the person going to be able to not you know have that pretzel or the cinnamon roll on a saturday on a sunday like what are those things you can do every day of the week because reality is you got to build lifestyle habits not habits you do three days a week not habits you do four days a week six you know maybe take one day off six days a week like can you get up at 5 a.m six days a week maybe not today if you wake up at eight but let's go back let's start at seven let's do 745 this week and pare it down to 730 in a month you know yeah yeah start small you don't you don't start by changing your sleeping habits from from nine to five like 9 a.m., you just switch to 5 a.m. It's going to be a goddamn nightmare, nightmare. for you for two weeks. Yep. And then two you probably, weeks, dude. Yeah, if you make it through two weeks. Yeah. And if you do, it's it's probably not going to stick very long. And here's one thing. Good. Uh, this is on Atomic Habits, and I think you're going to heavily, heavily resonate with this. But habits are a protection for distraction. So if you look at like – I don't know. Like I, I'm very rarely on my phone, um, like on Instagram, because again, I've scheduled my day, so I know what's the next thing. So I don't get caught in this lull where it's like, okay, what am what what's up next for me? What do I have time to do? It's like, okay, my habit is to look at my calendar after I'm done my meeting. What's next for me? That's a great point. I mean, when you say that, it's a literally the only time I end up going or getting distracted is when. I haven't planned something out to do next. Exactly. So I accomplish the task that I had set in front of me, and then I don't necessarily have another killer immediate task list set aside. Maybe I'll take a break and go on Instagram, and five hours later, I'm like, why am I doing this to myself? <laughs> or, dude, but, but let's put it for people. Well, not maybe, maybe not five hours, but an hour. Yeah, I, I, I get it. But I'm saying, like, yeah. imagine people that go to the gym, right? Um they, they, you know, finally they got up in the morning, they, they went and got a lift. Like if they had pre-cooked a meal or had something at home ready to go instead of like thinking like their habit might be to naturally go to Wawa and get some shit ass food, you know, like 
put a system in place to not distract you from what goals you're trying to achieve. So I thought that was another fascinating point. Again, it's a phenomenal read. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's anything else on that. Do you have any other questions or thoughts on? Um, yeah, on I, when you habits? when you talk about your habits and on a daily basis, like how often are you feeling motivation? Uh, how often am I feeling motivated? Uh, probably two times a week, maybe. Yeah, I was just gonna say it's pretty rare. Rare, honestly, very rare. That I actually feel motivated, which it doesn't. You don't need to be motivated once you've already built those habits, which I think is a big point within Atomic Habits, right? Like, if you already have things set in place, even if you wake up and you're not motivated, you can still like you 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 kind of are. You're almost not even in your own. You're not in control to make those decisions. You've already made them. What do you mean? It's like okay, I uh, wake up. Um, I go to the gym. I work out. Uh, I come home. I eat breakfast. I am, I'm stretching for thirty minutes now. Yep. I go upstairs, I shower, I brush my teeth, and then I go to work. And then when I get to work, I mean, I immediately read 10 pages. I immediately uh, try to skim through the Wall Street Journal because yep. I get it every day and I feel bad not, not reading it. Not doing it. So I skim you're, the Wall you're, Street you're Journal. You're a tree killer. You're <laughs> yeah, a tree I'm killer, absolute bro. absolutely tree killer. I recycle it, I swear. <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> But what was your point with that? You're saying so with those that, things are already programmed. Even, even if I wake up and I'm like feeling like a piece of shit or I'm not, mo- I'm unmotivated. Yeah. Today, usually, I can get through that piece. Right. And the big thing there, I think the big thing about you know 75 hard and that challenge, is even if you don't accomplish anything else in that day, you've accomplished those four or five things, which makes you feel like you've made progress in the right direction. Which is all, really, that's all life is. It's just small incremental steps that you can't necessarily feel on a daily basis. But over five, ten years, they make a huge difference. And, and that, that that goes back to your projection. Yeah, like uh, if you change a flight trajectory two degrees, you know, they start in San Francisco, both flights, and you change one flight trajectory two degrees, the other one's going to end up in fucking Montreal, and I don't know where the other one. Oh, DC. my God, this is like, dude, I was so bad at physics in high school. Oh, it's like, uh, oh, Jimmy's on a train <laughs> going 30 miles an hour, and there's another train coming the same direction going 10 miles What's an hour. What's the right answer? The one the girl on the right next to you has. That's, <laughs> that's, oh, my God. <laughs> that's the right answer. Yeah. Um, I, you did make me think about habits. Uh, you said something that was I, I wanted to mention, but I forgot already. So it is what it what is. What about being uh, almost con- in control? You, you, you uh, are you're just, out of control. Not, out of control. You're like not in. I'm not saying this the right way, but you, yeah, you programmed yourself to do it. To do it. It's yep. not really. It's not. A negotiation with yourself, I guess you could say. Yes, okay. which is a big thing. Beautiful. That was a great. That's a great point. So you said you're not negotiating with yourself, right? You're not thinking of trade offs because the only option is for you to achieve or do whatever the habit is that you've built. The important thing for that is, dude, it frees you up mentally to have the capacity to do other things and think about other things, right? Because you're reading ten pages, you don't have to consider like what you're doing later in the day. You already like you're mentally free of. Again, negotiating with yourself. It's a very freeing feeling. Yeah, and 
the <laughs> you have more conversations with yourself on a daily basis than you do with other people. Mm. And sometimes if you're negotiating with yourself constantly, that wears on you so much. It does. It's during, exhausting. During the day. It's I've exhausting. had days where I, I'm constantly trying to re- negotiate with myself to get myself to do things like studying, etc. Things I just don't want to do, uh, but I need to do because they're essential. And at the end of those days, it's always like I'm exhausted versus the other days where, you know, I have a set schedule as to what I'm going to do. And I just sit down and I execute, oh. even though it's not perfect, it at least gives me the ability to not, not have to negotiate with myself and have that conversation. I totally agree. And your energy, you only have so much energy in a day, right? You yeah. only have so much energy you can put to certain things. So as you refine those habits, you're going to have more energy for other things. The one thing I wanted to go back to um oh my god did i forget it again wow strong start for richards over here what was i gonna say oh motivation and we're talking discipline and not feeling it every day so what i've started to realize with fitness as an example now that i'm five six seven eight years into this thing i i i'm rarely like super motivated to go hit like an incredibly hard track workout where i feel like i'm gonna die like that's rarely the case but i'm so attached to it sounds bad but like I'm so excited to like attempt an Ironman, right? I'm very, I'm very attached to the goal and what I'm chasing, you know? So that keeps me not motivated, but I know that's what I'm working towards. Like my why is kind of, kind of what pushes me there. Yeah, exactly. And it's stronger. It's stronger than your want of just wanting to stay in bed. Yeah, which exactly. Is important. Exactly. Um, so I'm trying to think anything else on this that you're thinking about. I'm not sure I have anything else. I don't know if I have so, anything else on this, but what's your favorite habit that you've developed? Or what do you think is the most impactful? I mean, I, since I started becoming a real adult, there's a litany. I would say the top two are reading 10 pages and being up before everyone else. Those are probably the top two if I had to give people to. What about you? reading you said reading 10 pages reading 10 pages yeah i was gonna say reading 10 pages is probably the most significant for me yep and i but dude waking up early is life-changing i don't yeah I'm, and and yeah waking up waking up early yeah that's dude, a, that's it's a big one 650 right now people haven't even left their waking bed up, yet i think for you waking up early and getting enough sleep is yes you're right probably the <laughs> lethal right. the lethal combo for you that yeah helps you um all right so i'm good on habits you said reading was yours i mean dude uh, that's it i I would just say read the freaking book yeah 10 pages is not a lot Mm -mm. on a daily basis but you'd be surprised how quickly you end up going through books start with atomic habits right now i mean 200 pages in 20 days that's it's pretty it's pretty simple so do the math people there's a plug there's a plug for atomic habits we're gonna shift let's do a big announcement Drum roll, please. Oh my god! I don't have any. Uh, I don't have any rhythm. So the big announcement is I am moving to Texas, and I've been thinking about this forever, bro. I mean, how long I've been talking about this? A year, probably. I, dude, you've been talking about moving down south since I met you. Really? Oh, yeah. had it had it been that long? Yeah, I feel like you've mentioned you've at least mentioned it before. Yep. You're like, oh, I would love to move to Texas. Yeah, 
<laughs> so that's what I'm doing. Uh, I don't know kind of what shifted. I, I Kev asked me, you know, a couple days ago, like what made me finally make the decision. I was like, do I feel like I'm in the best place? I'm in the most confident place in my life right now. Um, and the, dude, it's scary as hell. I was, it's scary as hell, right? I've lived 25 years up north in the same in the north in the north <laughs> in the north uh, i've lived in the same hour vicinity for 25 years so obviously it's going to be slightly scary to move away from that but i got behind this idea dude of like architecting my life like that's a big staple of like the next six months of you know what, what i'm doing and that part what i envision is architecting my life is having the flexibility and being in a place that's warm all year like my my lifestyle is fitness as I've kind of pushed back on that because I think in college it wasn't super widely accepted. And as I've come into adulthood, I've realized what do I love to do? Fitness is a huge aspect of my life. And, you know, I want to be able to be outside training and doing outdoor activities as frequently as possible. And when it's fucking freezing cold up north six months of the year, that's that blows, dude. And I'm a less happy person for those six months. So that's a big reason for the change. Yeah, you said architecting your life. Where did that thought come from? Where did that thought come from? Or develop? Uh, I think it came from two years, I mean, call it three years of spending 12 hours a day at my job. I don't really, I realize I don't crave that, man. Like, I don't, I think it put me in a position to succeed in my job, but ultimately... I'm in a happier place now working less hours because I've architected my life to a degree where I'm super productive when I'm working, but then I have free time to do other things, i.e. this podcast, i.e. work out twice a day, i.e. post on Instagram. Like, I don't know. I found myself being happier spending less time at work and architecting the time I spend on other activities. And again, I think I'll have more time to do an activity like outdoor stuff in the South. Yeah, well, I think you've, I've reached, you've reached a point where you used to you used to work all those hours because not only did you not have the knowledge, you didn't have the skill, uh, and you didn't have the execution to do a lot of the things efficiently. Yeah, yeah. Right? 100%. So now that you have all of those things, you can do a task that could would have taken you an hour and 20 minutes. Right. right? Yeah. So naturally, you're going to be able to accomplish – your productivity is going to be higher with less hours worked. 100%. Yep. I would yeah. say I'm equally as productive. I'm. Actually, I would. I would say you're more productive. More productive probably. now than when I first started the job three years ago, for sure. No question. Yeah. Um, but you're yeah. also not having to learn on top of that, so you've already pretty much learned most things. So during your work day, you're not only working, but you're also trying to grasp and understand some of the concepts and things going on. I'm learning at a different level now. Like yeah. there's, I'm learning about different things now. I, I definitely still learn every day, right. but yes, I would say, um, uh, uh, not a majority of my learning is over, but a lot of what I do on a day to day basis now is execution. Right. So, uh, and the architecting my life thing, man. Again, I've just. I've seen so many people, dude, that just sit at a desk from nine to five because that's their job. They look fucking miserable and that's not at all what I want to achieve with my life. And if that's what you want to do, not you specifically, obviously, but yeah. if that's what other people <laughs> want to do, dude, more power to them. That's just not the life I want to lead. Like I'm confident enough in my ability to architect my life and a part of how I envision where I want to be at 30 or 25 is not living in the Northeast, honestly. I don't know if it's Houston indefinitely. Like I'm only candidly going down there for six months right now. 
Um, but I'm going to give it a shot, man. Like, I, again, we talked about this podcast ago. Like, I do not want any what ifs in my life. Like, what if I didn't move to Texas? I don't want to have a kid at 35 and be in Philly and be like, dude, what if, what if I went to Texas, man? Like, that would suck. That would absolutely blow. So. Yeah, that's. That's when you got to start thinking about, did we talk about this on the last podcast? What? About when you're, let's just say you have a, you know, 24 hours to live. Yeah. Looking back on your life, what are you going to regret? Yeah. Right? We, I mean, I think like, that's a, what are the biggest things that you, now you don't have time to do. I think that's that you some, wish you did. one of the coolest things we've talked about and figured out in this podcast. I remember we had this episode where we were talking about that guy in the Toyota Camry. And it's like, yeah, yeah. W- like, what is it about that guy that we, like, don't want? And we were both like, you probably regret some decision he, he's made. And yeah, that's not I would, what I want. I would say when we, when thinking back on that episode, I think I learned a decent amount of things. And maybe we had a couple misconceptions uh, about the specifically the Camry, the Toyota Camry. It's a great vehicle. Great MPGs. It's, re- it's reliable. But you don't Pretty look- good interior, I'm not going to lie. It's got creature comfort. Here's love what I'll tell it. you, though. Family of four approved. It's great. It's Did great. you get pushback on the Toyota? No. Well, I someone t- someone gave me a really good insight what? about... Uh, you didn't share it were, with me. Yeah, so I didn't share it with you, but... Basically, my my uncle listened, and he has reached this point where he retired. He's basically, I think he is somewhat stepped away from working. Yeah. And he's finally getting back into music. He was huge, very passionate about music Mm -hmm. in his younger life. And it seems as though he put it to the side, and now he's picking it back up. He's really enjoying it. He's having a lot of fun with it. He's producing some albums. Let's go. (laughs) He's getting out there. Can we get him on the podcast? He's getting out there. Maybe. Maybe. But he listened to that episode, yep. and he was – so he has a Cadillac. And yeah. He's like, when I roll up to the studio, I'm not sure who's more fulfilled in life, me and my Cadillac or all the musicians that he hires or uh, contracts to, to play the musical instruments in the background. Right. Who roll up in their Camrys or beat up, <laughs> beat up Toyotas. So I thought that was an important insight. The biggest thing is the look on the person's face in that, in that vehicle. Right. It doesn't matter. They could be in a freaking Lamborghini and look miserable, and I would, pro- I would probably think the same. Maybe I wouldn't think the same thing, but you should think the same thing. Is people, people who have nothing can be extremely happy, and people who seem to have everything materialistically yeah. can be some of those unhappy people. In the world, I think so. that I think that's profound. 100% agreed. And maybe the example would have been more profound for both of us if we talked about the dude that looked unhappy in the Lambo. Yeah. For content purposes, that yeah, would have been better. For content purposes. <laughs> but I mean, that's a great insight. And dude, if you if you think about why I'm making the move to Texas, I don't think there's anything materialistic about it. It's yeah. Ultimate. yeah. And and my buddy and I were just talking about this because he he made a move to Denver. Uh, a year ago and he was scared man like i think anytime you make a move and leave a place he picked up he moved to a place he'd never been before and he started a business yeah wild decision that's so so cool yeah he made that decision and i'm lucky to have someone like that in my life bro because i told him i was like dude i'm scared as hell and he was like realize bro there's a lot of unknown goods that are going to come from you moving because just being in a different location what did i just talk about earlier with habits right when you shift 
the environment you're in. It's crazy how your body adapts, operates, and things change for you. And I think the same thing will be said when I'm legitimately living in a new place, like living in a new house. I'm going to live by myself. Um, yeah, I, I just think operating in a new environment will be bring like a fresh perspective to the things I'm doing. Yeah, Texas perspective. <laughs> Yeehaw, baby. Yeehaw. Yeah, it should be it should be great. I, I you're gonna be in a completely new place. You're gonna meet completely new people. It's gonna be awesome. And dude, the thing about meeting new people, and this is something I've realized when I'm on vacations, I am so fucking energized being in environments I don't know, typically. Like if it's a new CrossFit gym, it's a new like if it's a wedding, like meeting new people is so fascinating to me. And to have the opportunity to do that every day in a new location sounds amazing. Like whether it's at Starbucks, like wherever, you know, wherever I go, every environment, every place is new. And I, I really candidly just crave that. So it seems like you're doing – you're making an impulsive decision, but I think you have – made so you have some things around you that make it less so that way what do you mean about impulsive because i would agree with you candidly i think it's the decision the actual action to say i decided was very recent yeah like but a week. I'm, well, I'm trying to say it, it appears in some people make impulsive decisions like this and go out to other places without a plan or something along those lines but it, it's it seems less so impulsive for you and you have a plan and you have some thoughts i don't have a plan you don't have a plan zero i know where i'm moving like not in terms of an actual house i know where i want to be and how long i'm going to be down there but in terms of like i haven't thought about like how i'm going to get my shit down there like if that's what you mean by plan no no no, no. i mean <laughs> so i guess plan is not the right word for it but can I say you some have some you have some pieces that you're putting uh, your uh, support systems that you're putting around yourself that are close by that you're going to be able to lean on. Some of my closest family members are down there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. You have another friend down there. Yep. But what I was going to say was it was a bit impulsive in terms of deciding. And I think this is an interesting point. And if you go back to the episodes when I just got back from Colorado, I said, dude, I got to start trusting my gut more in a weird way. And this was one of those things, man. I was like, dude, I was just with my cousins on a vacation. I was like, I want to be around this energy way more. Let's just go. And I made the decision right then on the drive back from the shore. I was like, dude, I'm doing it. Like I'm, I just, again, I can't, my gut keeps telling me to move and travel and that. So that's what I'm going to do. So it is a little bit impulsive in that sense. Like I didn't have, I didn't have like a time frame for moving. I was just like, all right, fuck it. I'm going down. Our race is in October. I think that's a perfect way to cap what we've been working on is like to have the race down where I'm going to be living now. Yeah, we're taking Colton down to Texas and just leaving him there. The last ride, bro. Just on the side of the highway. Good luck, bro. <laughs> See ya. Have fun in Texas. I would love the to have you guys ride. down there, dude. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're, we'll be we'll be visiting on a monthly basis. Good, dude. Good. Um, yeah, yeah. I, Super exciting, really cool that you're making that decision. That's uh, a big thing for you, and it's cool to see you finally take the jump off the cliff because I know you, you've been thinking about it for a very long time. Yeah, man. Uh, I, again, I think we're in this stage of our lives where there's not a lot that can go wrong from actually taking action towards something. Worst case scenario, where do I end up? I end up back here. <laughs> you know, like yeah. that's the worst case scenario. <laughs> worst case scenario. And it's not what's, even bad. What's your, what's your biggest fear in going down there? 
What is my biggest fear in going down there? Uh, you could say being in a completely new environment. I mean, it's a, just a generalization, but I feel like that's also your it's the thing that's most exciting. It is. I do. I don't. I mean, I know one person like very well, and then I know a bunch of my cousins down there. But like in terms of friends and people that are my age, I know one person. Um, and dude, I, again, I don't really have a lot of fear of doing it. To be honest, it's just something that I've put off because my life moves very quickly, and. Uh, yeah, I, to, now is the right time. Yeah, I don't really have a fear about it because it's like, again, worst case scenario, I'm homeless under the streets of a bridge in Houston. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> Selling myself for money. Jeez. Kid. So well, I think the big, the important thing here is you, you made that decision also and you're, you're communicating it uh, to your current employer yeah by the time this is released he would have had that conversation already so how hopefully it goes it goes well but most people would say oh i i I can't do this like i wouldn't be able to do it why would most people say that because their their job wouldn't allow it oh well i think i should be fortunate again this conversation's happening before i actually have the formal one with my company but um i'm in a place now where everything operates virtually I would say I'm one of the best and brightest people in the company in terms of my skill set. I would hope they allow me that flexibility, trusting in me. Uh, but if they don't, you know, we'll have to have we'll have to make a, a, a alternate routes to get down to Texas. <laughs> yeah, again, that's architecting my life, man. Right? I don't want. Did you come up with that phrase yourself, or did you see it somewhere? I mean, did you see it on like a shirt or a poster or on 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 Pinterest? Like, what would you see that? I don't know, dude. I mean, I it could have been in any one of the. You keep saying that I'm because give you a poster fat, that says that. Good. We'll name the episode <laughs> "Architecting Your Life." Yeah. But you're telling me that's not something that everyone should crave, dude. A lot of people let their life get architected, architect for them. I, that's definitely that sounded stupid. <laughs> that sounded stupid. That sounded dumb. But a lot of people yeah, allow well, their life to be formulated for them. Yeah, they say whether it's the corporate job. The classic quote: "Plan your life, or life will plan you." Exactly, dude. Boom. I think I got that one right. That was great. That was great. All Your ships go to the go to was, the rise to the moon. Uh, <laughs> but you see this, man. Like I, I don't know. Uh, you, you see it. Uh, people just let let the things they like almost fell into decide the routes they go in life. And I just don't want that to be the case. I don't want my job holding me back from moving to a new place where I've wanted to live for the last three to four years. Because who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna be resentful at the end of the day? My manager who tries to keep me there or tells me I can't leave, or me who stays. I am ultimately the one that's at making the decision for my life. Does that make sense? I'm gonna be the one resentful if I stay. Yeah, I mean you're the, the you're the one who has to live in your own head with your own decisions. Bingo. Right? We we just had that podcast. I don't know which maybe a week two weeks ago, depending yeah. on when this is released. Yeah. So I'm the only one that has that choice, but that's what I'm thinking about. Yeah, as long as you're happy with that decision, crush it, make it. And oh, this is, I, this is one note I had on this, and then we can wrap her up here because we're almost 35 minutes in. Um, Any time I feel scared, and I know we've had this issue with Ironman training where we feel like we're injured or hurt, whatever, and we push through. 
you know, it's not really the best thing. I would say most times in life, if you're feeling scared about something, you should do it. Like, and that's how I feel about this movie. Like, I'm a little bit scared to do it. Again, I can't put my finger on exactly why, but I know that means I should just give it a go. Whether it's the presentation, the cold call, nine times out of 10, you should push into that feeling and go towards it. Again, the Iron Man's an anomaly in that. When we do that, that's stupid. <laughs> so dumb. <laughs> so dumb. That's the only time I've seen that principle not work. Yeah, yeah, you can't. You can't lean into something for fucking 12 hours. 12 hours yeah. yeah. I'm feeling pain now. All right, let's All just right, dig let's in. Let's go. Let's dig in for another 10. <laughs> yeah, but uh, I, I would totally agree with that. As soon as things start to get uncomfortable, that usually means that some kind of good growth is going to come from it. So. And that feels fluffy, but it's the truth, man. Yeah, and, it sounds fugazi. And we're going to continue to do this podcast online again. People are going to say, what's the plan to do that? I don't know yet. We'll figure it out. It's how life goes. Crazier things have happened. It's not that great. I mean, do a lot of people have online podcasts? It's like we don't have any. We don't have like a YouTube, like a studio. Yeah. You know, we do it on my laptop. I'm sure there's something you can do. So <laughs> we'll figure something. it out. Something. We'll figure it out. I promise I'll execute on it. So that's all I got. Anything for you, big dog? At at seven fifteen a.m. after we just finished up a podcast. No, we're looking for a new production team. You know. Yeah, they <laughs> got to get some new people in here. So if you're if you're open, uh, let us know. Shoot us, send shoot send us a, a resume email. to Kevin yeah. to Kevin's email. Send uh, yeah, send me a resume. He'll probably delete it. A hundred percent. It's going straight to spam. <laughs> Peace.